everyone. Welcome to episode one of the GBHBL Whiplash. This is the disc, Carl, from Games, Brains and Headbanging Life. And we're reborn on podcasts. Those of you who have been following us for a while will remember we did this a couple of years back. Ultimately, we ran out of steam because we were doing too much, basically. Four or five album reviews every week, plus news, plus general chit-chat. Add that to the amount of site content we uh, have going out that's just increased tenfold as well uh, as we've got bigger over the last year or two and it just ended up dying a death. So this is the Reborn Restart, a much shorter and more focused series of podcasts, mainly focused on the underground. Uh, we're lucky enough, we're going to be lucky enough to be premiering tracks from some of the up and coming bands, uh, bands that we've noticed, bands that we've heard and talked to and said, oh God, oh great, this stuff's fantastic. Hey, we want to play your track on the podcast. Any chance we can do that? And they've said, yes, yeah, sweet. And talking of which, you're probably thinking, damn, that was a good intro. Who the hell was that? Was that them? Hell no, there ain't that much talent in musical talent in this uh, group of writers. Now that intro has been kindly given to us by the great black metal outfit, UK black metal outfit, Sarkoth. Now, those of you who read the site regularly will know we've banged on about these uh, lads in the past um, because, simply put, they're brilliant. A black metal band who released a two-track demo July 31st, 2017, last year. Just two songs, and in those two songs, they did more than many black metal outfits do in eight to ten tracks. Talk about flying the flag for black metal in the UK. Sarkoth are a band to watch. They're in our top 10 bands to keep an eye on in 2018. Originally a two-piece and out to, to be in a three-piece. And we're hoping, hopefully going to get a new EP album this this year. And it's going to be great. Already really highly anticipated release. So yet yeah, that comes from, that little segment of music comes from the uh, first track on the Demo called Awaken Eternal Sleep. Make sure you check it out over on Bandcamp. You can also buy physical copies of it. For very, very low price. Chuck them a bit of money on Bandcamp. Check them out on Facebook. Give their page a like. Tweet about them. Do all of that business because they deserve it. You know, the underground scene is so brimming with such talent, particularly in the UK. We cannot recommend Sarkath enough and thank them very much for allowing us to use a piece of their music as our intro. So as I said at the start, the, they're going to be premiering some tracks on this podcast today. You're going to hear a little bit later on a track from Christ Dismembered. We'll go into more detail on that later on. And a track from Sum. I believe that's how you say it. S-U-U-M. But again, go into more detail when I get to it. In, in between that, it'll mainly be talking points. Now, it's just me for this episode. It'll be me a lot of the time. But hopefully, as the podcast gets going, get more used to doing it. We'll bring in more writers guests and so on and hopefully some interviews with bands as well um it's certainly something i want to look at doing just need to get it going really because while we can spit out so much content on the site you know an album every morning for sure horror movies gaming stuff and so on the other area we're not we're not so good at we're trying to improve now you know we want to get a bit more coverage on the podcast a bit more coverage on youtube give these bands a bit of a leg up you know obviously it helps us we want to be we would love to be, I guess, ambition-wise, the name to go to for the underground. You know, what's new, what's hot, what's coming up, what have you heard of? Hey, you want to check out something new? Go to gbhbl.com and check it out, you know? That's the ambition. Yeah, it's it's a big one, considering how many sort of sites are there and so on do it. But And we're not saying we're not going to cover big releases either, but they don't get as much focus, you know? Obviously, how release dates work and so on, we'll look at what's out. And if it's big news, you know, I think the last big one we really covered was Machine Head's new one. 
Um, but obviously that had to be covered, you know, being a metal band and one that comes with came with a lot of uh, attention, a lot of focus on it. It needed to be covered by us. But mainly we just love focusing on these young upcoming new bands. Not always young, maybe it's a new band made up of previous members from another band, other countries, you know, great music coming out of South Africa. Whenever I see in our email, oh wow, South Africa band and so on, I'm automatically interested because there's a lot of good music coming out of there. Recently I've noticed there's a lot of great, really heavy metal, be it Death or Black, coming from Australia. As I said, we're going to be covering one a little bit later on in Christ Dismembered. There's all around the world, there's so much great music coming from, be it a lot of thrash coming from China and things like that. Just don't they just don't get that much focus, of course, because you know it's metal and we don't have a whole plethora of places to go to for this anyway, you know. And I'm not going to criticize other bigger sites, the big ones, the big magazines for not covering them because there's only so much you can do. But when you see that, once again, it's a top 10 reasons why Tool might make an album this year rather than going, okay, why don't you check out this band and why don't you check out this band? You can get a bit frustrated, you know. So hopefully, we can we can help with that. So I'll also be going through a kind of a preview. What what if you go to the site? Because ultimately that's what we want to do as well. We want to kind of push you towards the website, gbhbl.com, because that's where you're going to find a lot of your information out, a lot of your reviews. You know, everything is archived. Uh, nothing's deleted. You just kind of have to find it either through the search bar if you search for something specific, or go to the drop down menus where it's album 2018, albums 2017, and you'll just if you're just looking and seeing what's there and so on. We've got bar um, bars on the side where it's random posts and this, and you can click a little random um, button in the top right corner of the site, which will take you to a random post. Of course, you might just get a horror movie, you might get a game, you might get a top 10, you might get a um, definitive list. You, there's a whole wealth of content. And yes, I'm bigging us up, but that's because I love it. We've been doing this now for four or five years, compared to what it was. When it first started off, it was literally, I wanted to have a site where I could talk about retro games. Like, games I grew up playing, you know. Oh, it'd be cool to review Spyro the Dragon and Crash Bandicoot. Not really expecting to get anywhere. And then sort of like from that, it was... Uh, I can't even remember how it... I think from that it was like, okay, it'd be really cool to talk about horror. I love horror. We all love horror. Um, that'd be cool to talk about that. And then it'd be kind of... I, I, I don't even know how we got started on the music front. And now, I mean, arguably, that's our most dominant side of it. Although you get a horror movie review every day at 9pm UK time... Um, we definitely putting out more album EPs, demos, and so on reviews than anything else. I think that's partially because um, we get such a huge amount of content sent to us through the sites. Everyone that sends us that stuff, um, all the labels, the PR companies, so on, love you very much. Absolutely adore it. It's nothing puts a bigger smile on my face than getting 20 plus emails a day with check out this promo, check out that promo, check out this promo. I love it and keep it up. It's fantastic. And if you are listening to this and you don't know about us, more than welcome to join that list. Uh, we pretty much guarantee we'll review everything eventually uh, and always try and get them out before release date. So, I mean, the further ahead you can go, if you're a band and listening and you're thinking, oh, cool, we'd like to get some more coverage of our stuff, send it to us. It's gbhbellofficial at gmail.com. All one word. We will always take a look. You're always going to get a reply uh, within like a day or two, maybe straight away, depending upon actual real life work and so on, because ultimately uh, we're not making money off this 
yeah, that's the other thing about the site. It's not really about making money. In the last couple of months, we have had to include ads and stuff just to try and get a little bit back because all web hosting and stuff like that is not cheap. As anyone would know who does it, it's not cheap. And if you want to, the bigger the site gets, the more uh, space is needed. So, if, you know, it's costing and that fine. No, we're not, we don't want payment. We're not looking for payment. We have a Patreon, uh, GBHBL Patreon, uh, that was like, hey, cool, if you want to donate. But ultimately, that's been running for like a year and it's got five donators who are all of us who write for the site. Obviously, if you wanted to go there and chuck us a dollar or two, fantastic. Thank you very much. But we certainly don't put people under pressure for that. Not at all. So, yeah, we run, run some ads on the site. But it's basic stuff. Google ads, you know, it's hardly bringing in piles and piles of cash. It's, it's a hobby. It's a love. We do this for the love. Absolutely love doing this. There's no interest in making money. Sure. Oh, would it be would it be nice to be doing this and not having to work real life? Of course. Like, you know, but I only have to look at the bands. Just talk about and look at Sarkoth and stuff like that. Ultimately, they're not making any money because it's really, really difficult to make money from music now, particularly if you haven't really, um, if you're just up and coming and you haven't made a name for yourself and stuff like that. Obviously, we all know who listen to rock and metal. The days of um, the Metallicas, the Priests, um, ACDCs, those days are long, long dead. It's very, very difficult to make money in music. So why the hell would we ask bands, PR and so on, etc. for money to review their stuff or to advertise with us? Behave. We're in exactly the same boat. We want to cover them. They need to be covered. Simple as that. That's the deal. We'll give you good press, um, provided it's a good album, of course. Obviously, if you give us something that's rubbish, we either won't review it or we'll give it a bad review. That's the thing as well about a lot of these upcoming bands. If I listen to your music and I think, nah, that's that's pretty pretty poor, that's pretty crap. Um, rather than review it and give it a crap review, uh, we just won't review it. No coverage, basically. Um, that's how we kind of sort of see it. We That doesn't mean like everything on the site is weighted towards the high end because we do review plenty, um, particularly from the more bigger bands that doesn't really matter they're already getting your they're already getting the high coverage like, like i think the last big band we reviewed and gave a really low score was probably back black veil bride's new album um which wasn't very good you know black veil brides aren't going to be affected by our crap review it's that kind of thing so like it it's it, every, the, the smaller bands the up-and-coming bands if their album isn't good they just won't get covered by us and that's it so that's how it works out um that's that's the kind of playoff of that so part of this podcast as well is going to be to get guess give it a little bit more runtime. Um, as much as well, let's just sort of talk about news because uh, although this is just me today in episode one, in future when we're talking back and forth with another person, it'll be interesting to get different contrasting views on certain things. Particularly in the UK where we get a lot of live shows. Uh, we're London, so we get a lot of shows in London. Obviously, it's one of the major stops for most bands is travel around. Um, and just general talking points like that. Maybe some news, interesting news that's come up that's worth uh, chinwag and stuff like that. So I'm going to go through some points that I've uh, noticed and noted down and uh, want to sort of, yeah, tell you what I think. Because ultimately as well, opinions. We're all about the opinions um, over on GBHBL.com. It's our opinion, just like any review is our opinion. If we give Black Veil Brides whatever, 2 or 3 out of 10, I can't quite remember what it was given, but I know it was fairly low. Um, that's just our opinion. It's not for us. It doesn't fit. It doesn't feel right. We'll explain why in the review. That's the important thing. We explain why. We don't have to say this is crap because they wear makeup. Don't be stupid. That's idiotic. It's, it's crap because it's bland or boring or this doesn't work or that doesn't work. It doesn't grab the attention and so on. Whereas say something like, going to mention again, Sarkoth grabs the attention. It makes you go, whoa, what is this? You're listening and go, whoa, this is imaginative. This is innovative. It's smart. It's clever. It's well put together. It's talented. That's what we love to do. We love getting excited about things. So, you know, while 
in the world of rock and metal, there is news every day, things that maybe aren't worth mentioning stuff. Occasionally, we get these sort of big notable things that we go, huh, okay. And I guess the sort of one that's come about the last few days is that we might actually get a new Tool album this year. It's beginning to look like it might actually happen, seeing as Maynard J. Keenan, uh, frontman singer of Tool, has tweeted that he has the lyrics pretty much written, all but one song, I think he said, um, and that he's getting tracks sent to him with the word final in and so on. So yeah, we might get a new Tool album. Um, and I guess the question I've got, I guess I've got the question for you listeners, I wonder if you're kind of thinking like I'm thinking here. Is there a chance this isn't going to live up to expectations now? I mean, it's been a bloody long time. Very, very long. Almost Chinese democracy. Guns N' Roses Chinese democracy long. Now, because it's tall, you can kind of go, well, you know, it's tall. They don't really do bad albums, you know? I, I, I think time has made... The amount of time they've been away has made people perhaps reflect positively on all their stuff, which is a bit of a... Maybe not quite fair. Um, and maybe if people went back and listened to all of Tool's releases, they might go, oh, maybe that one doesn't hit as well. Maybe this one isn't as good and so on. But I'm just beginning to wonder, man, is, is this where it's like you're building too much anticipation now and that it's inevitably going to let people down? Isn't that sort of how this tends to work? It's one that, like, even now it's like, it could happen this year. Oh, I'm doing this or we're doing this. Hopefully we're near the end of the road. I mean, I think the last part of his tweet was like, um, still a long way away. I mean, what does that even mean? But then, of course, A Perfect Circle are about to release uh, in April. What's the actual date? I think the actual date um, is April 20th. April 20th, A Perfect Circle are going to release a new album and tour. So, I mean, that's going to put Tool back again. So you start wondering again, well, are we really going to get a 2018? Or are we going to go another year while A Perfect Circle does its thing? But although they're quite different bands, I think the new album for A Perfect Circle will be a good um, barometer um, to sort of see what's going on in regards to Maynard, um, how that album turns out. You know, if that turns out to be an average to poor album, will that be a reflection then on what tool have in the tank? Is the inspiration still there? Is the talent, well, the talent is going to still be there, of course. But is the um, the drive, the interest, the same sort of, the situation at the time that meant Tool were able to create such great albums like, the, um, um, I can't never say the, the title of the album, it's Latourus or Latourus, however you pronounce that, excuse me, I just butchered that. Um, will it still be there? But so I think the Perfect Circle album will certainly be a good way to look at it. Now, of course, it's not comparison because Perfect Circle and Tool are two very different bands. I'm just mainly judging, saying on uh, Maynard in particular as uh, the front man of both bands. So yeah, watch this space, really. I'll imagine Tool will be another talking point again in the future. And the uh, next one, uh, this is quite recent. This has only just come to me about 15 minutes before I started uh, hit record on this. And it's uh, to do with good old Marilyn Manson. Now, of course, um, everyone's pretty aware of Manson's problems there uh, going back quite a few years ago. It looked like he'd kind of, you know, but he'd kind of clear. I was witness to one of his horrid performances at Download Festival where um, I can't remember what year it was, maybe like 2008, 2009. But he played an awful set, um, kept sucking in an oxygen tank, butchered certain songs. And like there was this, I always remember it for being the no coat or wear the coat uh, show by Manson where he spent five minutes 
talking to the crowd about whether or not he should wear a coat or not wear a coat. It was pretty horrific. It was all around the time when he was basically shitting the bed left, right and centre in regards to tours. Since then, you know, he's kind of cleaned up, or at least he seemed like he'd kind of cleaned up and um, cracked on and released uh, fairly fairly decent albums, uh, a couple of decent albums in a row, you know. Um, back on the side, really, to the point where I was, uh, I haven't seen Manson since then, and I was beginning to think, yeah, you know what, I wouldn't mind checking him out, wouldn't mind uh, going to see, see if he's got it back on now. Well, unfortunately, not according to the latest show in Hunt Huntington, New York, where he basically played a nightmare of a set, people suspecting he was either drunk or on drugs on stage, obviously suspecting, there's no actual proof of that, uh, and like played six or seven songs, cut them all short before storming off stage after people started booing. It was a rough one. Uh, Bab he did a lot of babbling. I mean, there's videos out there. Just go to Twitter or YouTube and so on, and you'll see videos of this performance. It's pretty, pretty messy. And, you know, people are calling for refunds and so on. And it's kind of getting to the stage where you're thinking, if you keep doing this, Manson, man, no one's going to give you the time of day anymore. No one. Not to go backwards like this. But it's been a rough couple of days for uh, the spooky man in that he has also been accused of sexual harassment and racist racist remarks when he was on the set of the TV show House. Um, these accusations have come from Charlie, Charlene Yi. I think that's how you say her uh, name. Charlene Yi as in Y-I. Um, yeah, she's made these accusations towards the press regarding Manson. Obviously, uh, just accusations. There were no actual proof and Manson hasn't made a statement about him or anything like that. But yeah, rough couple of days for uh, Mr. Manson. Don't know what the future holds from at this stage, you know. He's going to have to uh, he's gonna have to stop shitting the bed when it comes to performing live. Either if he's not feeling well and so on, pull out of the show. You know, we just saw it recently with Machine Head, uh, Rob Flynn. Uh, couldn't really sing, so I had to cut a set short, apologised in a pretty eloquent video. I quite liked it. And they cancelled the shows with massive apologies. We'll book them later on and so on. That's what you do. If you're not feeling it, if you can't do it, don't go out there because those people have paid to see you. And Manson tickets don't come fucking cheap. That's what really annoys me about it as well. Manson chip tickets do not come cheap. The cost of gigs has gone up massively since, obviously, related to the fact that no one buys albums anymore and so on. Um, but Manson tickets, considering how... Uh, Considering the lack of quality output, except for really the last two albums, which aren't like legendary, doesn't the last two albums as good as they are? They're not. They're not. They're not um, early man. It's not Antichrist Superstar or Mechanical Animals or um, Hollywood and stuff like that. So it's like it, he's ch still at charging those ticket prices that have gone up on his name alone. Well, your name ain't gonna be worth shit, mate, if you continue to do this. So really, really like, I'm a like I am a fan. I'm not as big as a fan as I was when I was a teenager. When I was a teenager. And we're going back quite some time now. When I was a teenager, I really, oh, I was so into, Mechanical Animals was one of my earliest animals. I was so into that album, you know. I didn't love it all the way through. I thought some of it was fucking weird. And I was never really a fan of things like, um, I don't like the drugs. I preferred the more um, faster stuff. But uh, yeah, I really, really liked it. And then I heard Antichrist Superstar and I fucking love that, you know. Um, and in fact, the first album I ever bought when I came to this country uh, yeah, little known, unknown, little unknown fact about um, me. I'm originally from Ireland. I live in England, but originally from Ireland. Came over this country when I was there, uh, early, early teens. Um, first album I ever bought in this country was Malamanson's Smells Like Children. I didn't have much money and was trying to get into rock and metal. And uh, I remember going to this little, um, little record shop. Can't remember the name of it, but for those... Uh, those who know the area, it was in Woolwich, Woolwich, southeast London. There was a little shop near the near the market, and um, I remember when in there, I bought two things because they were cheap. Basically, I was trying to find the cheapest albums. 
just to have some music to listen to. And I picked up Malamanson Smells Like Children based off the cover. And like, I think by that point, I'd probably heard of Malamanson and was like, oh, you know, he's kind of like a shock rocker and stuff like that. I doubt I knew the term shock rocker. I must have been, what, 13, 14. And I also bought, uh, although it's not relevant to this story, I also bought uh, Iron Maiden, uh, an Iron Maiden single, my first ever Iron Maiden record, which was Out of the Silent Planet, which was a, a gatefold single. Um, oh God, I wish I still had them. I really do wish I still had them because fucking hell, that's a great, it makes me smile thinking about it because like, I love that song, Out of the Silent Planet. It was my first introduction to Iron Maiden. Um, love that song. I ended up picking up Brave New World and love Brave New World. Now, I ain't even, now I, I never was back then or I'm now the biggest Maiden fan at all. Not even, I wouldn't even call myself a Maiden fan. I like Maiden songs. Um, I've seen Maiden live at festivals, but I've never, um, like, I wouldn't pay to see them live unless they were doing a best of where at least that way I could go oh, cool I know a lot I know more of these songs you know that kind of thing but obviously they've got such a hardcore fan base a huge fan base but it always makes me smile I still can probably I could probably start singing that song now I listen to that CD so much we have Manson Smells Like Children I bought that as the first record and I remember listening to it and thinking the fuck am I listening to here that's such a wacky wacky album but it had some wicked tunes in it and it kind of holds a special place in my heart. Even though I wouldn't call it a great album, I'd call it a bit of a crap album, to be fair. It really stuck with me. A lot of Manson stuff in my teenage years. Um, it really sticks with me. First video I can really remember, other than these sort of new metal stuff, I always remember uh, seeing the video from Marlon Manson's Mandate You Fear. And if you've seen the video, you'll know it. Uh, it's like the slow walk through the desert, uh, a sort of funeral walk to deal, uh, I think he's getting stoned at the end of it. I, and I've always loved that song. I always thought, what a great song that is and the video really stuck with me again seeing it as a young age so you know I grew up loving Manson basically you know as I got older my music taste changed music taste adapted music taste adapted and he released quite a bunch of shit albums it it waned and obviously the live shows and just the general behavior kind of made me go yeah I really want this guy to be my forefront of metal, you know, I've got a son, I'm trying to teach him what's, what quality is and stuff like that, and, you know, he knows Marilyn Manson as well and stuff like that, but I'm like, I want to, you know, there's no, I don't want it to be constantly like, oh yeah, Marilyn Manson's great, but only if you go back and listen to the stuff in the 90s, well, it's 2018, um, I want to be like, no, listen to this band, they've got a new album out next month, or listen to that band, they've got an album out last month, and so on and so forth, that's what matters to me. The future, basically. And right now, going off, not just the, like I said, accusations are accusations. He did a shit show, that's for sure. But the accusations regarding sexual harassment and racial remarks, that that's, um, that's, but that's, if it's true, dude, really? You know? But ultimately, um, when we're here to talk about the music, that's just part of the, unfortunately, part of the uh, current situation for Mr. Manson. So let's move on. Let's move on from... Uh, Marilyn, because I was talking for a lot there, but I hope it was interesting. That was a reflective story uh, about my past. Trust me, over the next X amount of podcasts, you're going to probably hear a lot of this. I've got some good stories, man. Well, I think they're good. Funny stories. Maybe, well, I think they're funny. Anyway, uh, one more bit of thing I want to talk about. Now, we will be covering them more, more in wider scale down the line as we get closer to them, but we are going to talk a lot about festivals because the UK has some of the biggest uh, festivals that happen in the world. Uh, obviously, we got Download, uh, Bloodstock, and Reading and Leeds. Now, Reading and Leeds is the one I'm going to cover the most. Now, Reading and Leeds uh, wasn't, it's never really been a rock and metal festival. Alternative is the word it would be used, alternative. Uh, always a wide array of um, artists on it. Not in the sense, not like Glastonbury or anything like that, but in the more in the sense of um, you'll have a lot more indie, indie rock, hard rock, heavy rock. 
metal bands and so on. You know, Slipknot have played there, Metallica have played there, Guns N' Roses have played there from our world and so on and so forth. Well, they made their first announcement. Actually, it was last week, I think. They made their first announcement. And yeah, this year, I know it's only the first announcement, but there was a lot of bands in it, a lot of bands, including uh, headliners and stuff like that. This year, they really, really... It's been progressively getting lighter and lighter as the years have gone on. And this year, it's really kind of pushing pushing their... If you were basically a rock and metal fan who liked Reading and Leeds, at the moment, I can't see much as to why you were going to go because we're not going to go into each band, you know. Um, you can check them out yourself. Just go to Reading and Leeds' website and you can see um, the lineup there. But I'm going to touch upon... I pulled out some of the ones that, I guess, are from the rock and metal world. Uh, some of them might be like, well, why are you talking about them? You know, let, one thing I probably should have said at the start and I mentioned now is, you know, we love metal, heavy metal, death metal, black metal, classic and so on. But we also do really enjoy uh, rock, um, be it pop rock, punk rock, etc. and stuff like that. Bands grew up as well who also release, you know, good stuff nowadays. Uh, Creeper is a band that's heavily focused on the site because other than being a connection for me and my son, uh, we, we both saw Creeper live for the first time and have now made our mission to see them live every time because he really likes them and I really like Creeper and stuff like that. And talking of which, Creeper are one of the bands that are booked for Reading and Leeds. But in addition to that, I mean, within our territory, as a headliner, then going off the latest album, I, if you read the latest album review for Fallout Boys, Mania, which uh, went up on the site about three or four weeks ago, uh, pretty much a, soon, a week after it came out, you'll see that I make a point in that review to saying, like, previously you could kind of say with Fallout Boy, they fell into our territory to a degree. You know, they, they were pop rock, soft rock and so on, but... This album is them stepping as far away as possible as they can. Uh, I hated it. I thought Mania was awful. And particularly the title track, I thought was horrific. Um, and other than like one or two tracks where they kind of begrudgingly, begrudgingly fan service stuff, old school fan service stuff, it was stunned me about how far removed they were from what they'd started as, which is fine. Bands want to go in a different direction. But to me, this direction was uh, ill-advised. Not that I was a fan before, but they built a fan base on that. Mania is completely different. Well, they're one of the headliners of Reading and Leeds Festival. No surprise. If they're going to play it, they're going to be a headliner. But beyond that, if that's your jam, <laughs> this is where it's really difficult. So I've, I've tried to pull out some of the ones that fall within our territory. And there's only a handful. Beartooth. Just about. Hollywood Undead. I mean, these are bands I've got no time for anyway. Uh, Under Oath. Now, that one made me laugh. Under Oath. Generic metalcore. But that's the heaviest you've got on this at this stage. Under oath. I mean, what the hell kind of booking was that? What were they like? All oh, right, we need to stick a, 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 a heavier band in. Under oath? Yeah. Or did they just Google it? Heavy metal band. Generic heavy metal band. Under oath. Yeah. Papa Roach are there. You know, um, obviously Papa Roach. Probably one of the bigger ones. Personally, never been a fan. Grew up with their music. Um but was never, other than the obvious songs that I could get into if I was in a club, I was never a fan. And the further they got went, the more I got old, more I felt, more I felt drifted away from them. And I really didn't like the latest album, Crook and Teeth. And some 41. Some thought some thought 41 are the other band there. Um who arguably to some people are washed up. Um 13 Voices came out last year. It was a pretty I thought it was a pretty decent album. I thought there was promise in it. I think we gave it five or six out of ten. Um and sort of said, you know. There's some promising tracks in here that kind of embraces the pop-punk past, but also certainly suggests there's a future there. Um, you know, and considering the problems 
Derek uh, Wibbly Wibbly has had. Um, you kind of want us to just sort of see them succeed. Uh, so it's a good booking for that front. But that's it. That's all at this point in time Reading and Leeds has. Now, maybe f- following announcements will be stacked heavily. Stacked very heavily with metal. But I'm not convinced. Not when you look how the lineup's already shaping up. You know, their top bands are already in place. So ultimately, if metal's there, they're going to be low down. It's going to be small bands just chucked in to try and please the masses. Um, so if, yeah, if you're a rock and metal fan, you might want to give Reading and Leeds a miss this year. Not that you'd have, not that it should matter. You've got plenty of quality alternatives and download and Bloodstock as well. So definitely have a good look at it. And as I said, if it's your, if it's normally your jam, and you're not bothered, they'll, and you like indie, you're going to have a great time, I think. Because on indie side, the indie rock side, yeah, you'll sort it. But yeah, we'll cover Reading and Leeds a little bit more in detail in the future. Right, I think you've heard enough of me babbling on, so let's move on to first coverage of one of two bands. Uh, we're talking about Christ Dismembered here, a four-piece black metal band based in rural South Australia. Uh, Millicent, Mount Gambia, I don't know, I never heard of it until I, I talked to these guys. But they're a heavy, more throwback kind of black metal band. You know, a lot of black metal nowadays is a bit more expansive, a bit more atmospheric. Every so often we get a throwback, a kind of sort of influenced by the likes of Belphegor, Gorgoroth and Dark Funeral. That's what Crisis Membered are. It's what they claim to be, and that's exactly what they are. Their self-titled debut was released in May 2017. Now, I'm not going to reread the review. You can check that over on the site right now. Go over there, Crisis Membered, put it into the search bar. You'll find it, as well as... um. An interview with the guys as well. It'll also be our track of the week this week, so you can always um, re-listen to the song. Uh, that will be played at the end of this podcast. If you don't have to sit through all the chat or skip through it, just go to the site, main page, and check out the uh, track of the week there. So, But I'm going to go for sort of the cliff note of that review, um, because I just want to make sure you're aware of who these guys are. So first off, love the name, Crisis Membered. Got my attention straight away. It's very dark, suitably black metal. You hear it and you go, yeah, they're not playing pop, are they? They're not a pop punk band. Yeah, they're, they're, they're heavy. You kind of know that straight away. The um, album is eight tracks long and has a wonderful gothic opener. Got my attention straight away. Absolutely so love a good intro. A lot of bands nowadays just chuck an intro in, be it a piano. More often it is always a keyboard or piano intro that then cuts into like crushing heavy metal and with no like, seamless integration and it kind of always annoys me you don't always have to put an intro in guys if you haven't got one not a problem with crisis member they've got a great great sort of intro that leads into the song and the album is savage man it's rhythmic metal that's played at a constant fast pace there is no melody here and it ain't needed it's one of those albums that does not need it just embrace the fury eight tracks of fury because it's so so appealing And the track we're going to be playing now is perhaps the most inventive, the most memorable, and it's the final track on the album, a nasty, vomitous, raw track. Um, So lean back and enjoy, revel in your disgust.
Fucking good, right? Yeah, yeah, it was good. So make sure you go out, go and check out Christ Dismembered now. You can pick up the album over on Bandcamp. You can also check it out on streaming sites like Spotify and Apple Music. Check them out on Facebook as well. Give these guys your support. They are a bright star of the future. And thank you very much, Christ Dismembered, for allowing us to play the track. So now I'm going to go through some things that are going to be up on the site over the next week. Mainly, obviously, to do with rock and metal. Over the next week, uh, before podcast episode two, the episode two of this podcast, make sure you keep an eye on the site for some upcoming album reviews. We're going to have stuff from Deconstructing Sequence, a progressive black and death metal band. Uh, this album is the follow-up to the 2014 EP called Access Code. The album is called, ready for this, it's a big one, Cosmic Progression, an agonizing journey through oddities of space. Now, I won't be telling you what we reviewed it, I won't be telling you the scores and so on, I'm just telling you, these are the album reviews, some of the album reviews and EP reviews that you can check out in the upcoming week. Uh, if you want to know how, what, what they're rated or what it sounds like or preview any tracks, you'll have to go to the reviews. Um, we're also going to have a Doomy Fork Metal release from uh, Dortha. Dortha, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that correctly. And it's their debut album, Brethren of the Black Soil. Going to have the new album from German black and death metalers, Goath, called Two Opposition. And that's only coming just over a year since their debut, Luciferian Goath Ritual. Then we've got another German death metal band, Pestilent Rain, and their debut album called Pyres. Bit of a change of pace. Then we've got a 60s and 70s rock vibe album from Made of L called Madness is Too Pure. Another little change again as we go to the thrashy area with a mix of death by the death duo, Johansson and Speckman. It's their fourth album, the duo, From the Mouth of Madness. Fascinating one coming up now. Well, well interesting and well worth taking a look at. Particularly if you're like me and only gone to disband in the last couple of years. We've also got a review of the remastered edition of Paradise Lost's 1999 album Host. 
Now, if you know Paradise long term, you may have already grown there and gone, oh, that album. And this was when Paradise Lost basically changed direction. Well, it, it wasn't like the, the first, but it was kind of confirmation that we're moving away from the death metal uh, doomy roots to a more melancholic and electropox pop sound. I only got into um, Paradise Lost in the last five or six years, the last two releases. So for me, I never knew about this. And I really enjoyed the la I really enjoyed Paradise Lost. Uh, they're good live and I've enjoyed uh, the two records. So going back to this, knowing nothing about it was fascinating to say the least. This is a remastered, re-released version of it. Um, so definitely, if you don't know it, check out the review and then check it out yourself. I'm uh, also going to have a four-track EP from... Oh, I'm going to struggle with this one. Kinda Bear Uni. Um, it's, the album's called In the Cremation Ground. Uh, four tracks, Bone Crush and Death Metal. That band title is not an easy one to say. Um, we're going to have the debut album from Infractor, uh, Portuguese, Portuguese Thrashers. It's called Exhaust, and it's eight tracks of modern thrash metal. You know, it's obviously a thrash metal album, but not in the 80s style. It's got a modern edge. And uh, the third album from melodramatic metalers, Oceans of Slumber, entitled The Banished Heart. That's probably our biggest uh, release this week. Um, Oceans of Slumber, fairly, fairly well known. Get a lot of coverage in their bigger, bigger magazines. See, that's just some of what you can look forward to um, in the album and EP releases this week. There probably is going to be more. Here's the thing. Like, we set them all up. We, all our stuff has gone up in advance. We're always planning ahead to make sure this goes out then because we always want, we basically want to be relied on. We want people to go, oh yeah, at 8am on a weekday at 10am on a weekend UK time, of course, uh, there'll be this album and so on, that kind of thing. So we never want to miss those scheduled times unless like the site goes down or something like that. So that's uh, those are those you will definitely be reading this week. But in addition to that, something comes up short notice, a band's just released it, or it's something from 2017, and we've got a slot free because we don't like to. Uh, again, we don't like to overfill it. We don't want to have something going out every hour, particularly when we also do the news on like um, the social media and stuff like that. So we'll close out this podcast. Episode 1. Thank you very much for listening to my ramblings. It's fantastic. I really hope you enjoyed what you heard from Christus Member. But we're going to talk about uh, Zoom now. So the album review is up on the site right now. You can go check that out. Uh, the album is called Buried Into the Grave. It's seven tracks of uh, Doom, basically. Doom that reminds me, personally, a little bit of Cathedral. With even just a little touch, a little dribbling of early Sabbath. Um, but Obviously a lot heavier, you've got a lot more bass, a lot more oomph with it. Uh, this track we're going to be playing is called Tower of Oblivion. It's the opening track of the album, so and that, which is out now digitally, digitally, which you can pick up over on Bandcamp. A CD version is going to be out on March 10th by Endless Winter. And you can also get, for all you collectors, all you collectors, tape version out on March 10th via Hellas Records. So sit back and enjoy... Tower of Oblivion, sorry, forgot what the title of the track was there. Tower of Oblivion by Zoom. And thank you very much for listening. See you next time.